Hi and welcome to the Museum News Podcast Episode 2. My name is Sam Smith and in this episode I talk about the Museum of the University of St Andrews, Fife Folk Museum and about some interesting things to do in museums the coming week. The Museum of the University of St Andrews is housed in a picturesque stone building on the edge of town, right on the edge of the cliff down to the sea. It has four rooms on the ground floor, three of which are used for their permanent uh, collection and one for temporary exhibitions. And it has a children's activity centre on the floor above that and access to a roof terrace with very nice views of the coast. The museum tells you about the history of the University of St Andrews and through that some of the history of St Andrews itself and wider Scotland as well. Because the university is the oldest in Scotland, so its history is part of the political and religious history of Scotland from about the early 15th century onwards. So on display are objects from the town and universities past and present, from town charters to sports medals and so on. The rooms are divided into different topics, and there are some things for children to do throughout the museum. Though I have to say I had a go at pressing a seal into a bit of paper myself as well. In one room, they also have drawers with objects to look at beneath the display cases. And quite often, it seems, people don't notice these at all or don't think they're supposed to open them. You had that at the Sherlock Holmes exhibition at the Museum of London as well, I noticed. Lots more to see in the drawers beneath the displays, but few people were actually opening them. Those who are more likely to notice and open them are, of course, kids. And what they've done here is attach colourful labels to some of the handles, much more in line of sight for children rather than adults, inviting them to open the drawers. Little things like that really do help engage kids. My favourite room was probably the one about research and innovation at the university with lots of scientific instruments, including the largest astrolabe I've ever seen. Now, astrolabes were instruments used for astronomy and navigation, surveying and such in antiquity, in the Islamic Golden Age, the European Middle Age and the Renaissance. They look spectacular and they tend to be a portable size. You may know one from The Name of the Rose if you've seen that film, but there are also some very pretty examples of them at the British Museum. The one here, though, is about... 50 centimetres or a bit more across, which is not exactly something you'd take with you easily. All in all, it's a nice little museum where you can spend about up to an hour to learn about the university and the town when you're there. The temporary exhibition they have on now is Recording Britain, Life and Landscape During World War II, with art depicting Britain made during the war, but not necessarily depicting the war directly, which is it was quite nice. They regularly schedule events, talks and so on, and events for children. So keep an eye on their website, which is at saint-andrews.ac.uk forward slash M-U-S-A. Now I'll put that link in the notes at the end. Entrance to the museum is free. Next, for a different type of museum, is the Fife Folk Museum, which is a small museum in Ceres near Coopark set in an old toll booth and weaver's cottages from the 19th century. It's about the history of the people and life in the surrounding area from about the 18th century onwards. You enter the museum through the new visitor centre, which is mostly a nice tea room, 
and then you go up some stairs to enter the museum proper in the older buildings. There is stepless access to most of the rooms, I think four out of six of them, if you go around the outside of the building to the back and enter through a different door. But because the buildings are a bit old, a lot of the doorways are quite narrow. The first room you enter is for temporary exhibitions, and currently they've got one on about beekeeping, which apparently used to be quite successful in the region until the habitat became less ideal for the bees. The other rooms have a permanent collection which present a picture of daily life with a room set up as a family's quite small living space, the weighhouse where standard weights were kept, and a small jail beneath it. There are also displays with clothing and tools of various crafts and professions with many interesting things to look at, some of which are familiar and some of which are really not. It could do with some more information on the labels for individual objects, but on arrival you do receive information sheets on the museum and on each room, in addition to information given at uh, the general displays. The staff is also very helpful if you have any questions, and some have lots of stories to tell. They also have a quiz for kids to complete while going through the museum, which looked like fun. I quite like the museum, and my favourite object was probably a hydrometer set used to check the proof of spirits. So a very important task, as you can imagine. Entry costs £5, and it, it takes about an hour to see everything if you're being thorough. Their website is fivefolkmuseum.org, and I would recommend a visit if you're nearby. Now, what's on in museums for the coming week? At the Royal Armouries in Leeds, they've got a Heroes and Villains summer programme that looks like a lot of fun, with performances and horse shows, object handling, talks and so on, all around the theme of heroes and villains from history as well as fiction. The museum generally has free admission, but do check the site for any fees for, uh, for events as well as dates and the exact locations and such. The website is royalarmories.org. And those horse shows I mentioned, they're by the same people as who worked on the BBC's Poldark, if that's interesting for anyone. Next, the Museum of Science and Industry in Manchester is running an event called Play It, in which you can play over 120 video games from the past 30 years. It's recommended for ages 5 and up, but there are also adult-only sessions in the evening, if that's more your thing. Tickets start at £4 and it runs until the 9th of August. The website is mosi.org.uk. This week is also the last week in which you can visit the Queen's House Art Gallery in London before it closes for renovation for a year. One of the current exhibitions they've got going is The Art and Science of Exploration, with art from Captain Cook's Voyages, which looks pretty good. But besides that, it's worth it just for the architecture of the building alone. Entrance is free, so you've got no excuse. And the website is rmg.co.uk forward slash queens dash house. And finally, the National Media Museum in Bradford has a new exhibition called The Light Fantastic, which is getting quite good reviews. It's got spectacular-looking art installations, events and workshops for all ages to do with light and the science of light. It runs till the 1st of November and entry is free. Their website is nationalmediamuseum.org.uk. And that was it for recommendations and such. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Notes with all the links I mentioned will be available at museumnewspodcast.com forward slash episode two, and that's a number two. If you have any opinions at all about the podcast or any museums or exhibitions you've visited, I'd love to hear them. Please send me a message at sam at museumnewspodcast.com. And if you send a review, I may read it out on the next show. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash museum news podcast or on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash museum podcast if you'd rather get in touch via those. Have a nice week.